feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Stunning day it has been in the media. Don Lemon, of course, out at CNN and everybody talking about the fact that Tucker Carlson is now out at Fox News. This was really, really a bombshell. I mean, his show has consistently been either the number one or the number two basically show on the network and it has consistently done really well uh very much a flagship you know show there on the network i've known tucker personally for many many years we worked together at nbc um and i've known him in the media business for a long time and this was a stunner so i want to get your thoughts tonight as to why you think this happened was it Tied to the Dominion suit? Do you believe it is tied to a series of other things? Why do you think this happened? And what do you think it says for the future also of conservative media? And also fair and balanced. Where do you think things are going? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think that this is a sign of the times for conservative media and for all schools of thought. I was there in the very early days of Fox. I was there in 1995 before they even launched their sort of Fox News channel. And, of course, the goal was to create this Fox News channel and where it was headed. And so for me, it's been interesting to watch things. I know so many of the people there. Again, I also know Tucker Carlson. I've always liked Tucker a lot. Um, And so for me, it is a real stunner to see that suddenly there would be such a dramatic change at the network. And obviously, again, coming on the heels right after the Dominion lawsuit. Also, Dan Bongino, remember, who also left recently. So, boy, there are a lot of layers to this. Where do you think things came across and what do you think really was the whole reason that this happened Do you believe it was tied to Dominion? Do you believe it was tied to something else? And again, what do you think it says about the future of also conservative media and also the future of television? Um, Recently, by the way, radio outranked network television in its 18 to 45 um, in terms of ratings. So a lot of people are turning to radio. They're turning to other mediums. They're turning to other places for choices And so there's a lot of reasons that things are changing in the media landscape. But this was a shocker. And this is a big deal for them to suddenly say, "Okay, well, we're going to get rid of our star at that flagship location. And, of course, the 8 p.m. slot, I'll never forget Bill O'Reilly when he came on board. Bill O'Reilly, whose show was right before ours here tonight on WABC Radio for WABC Radio fans. And, of course, he hit it out of the park in terms of ratings, too. I mean, he was a blockbuster when he was there. He really uh, was a dominant force. And then Tucker came in and also took it over, too. So it is a really powerful sign 
I think, about the future of media in general. I think also a sign of internal issues, obviously, going there at Fox News. And again, a real stunner that suddenly, apparently, according to reports tonight, that Tucker Carlson only got like a uh, 10-minute warning before it was announced on Fox News. And you could see the other Fox News hosts today are really in shock. And I have been in touch with a number of folks. I mean, I worked there for 10 years. So I know many of the players and I know many of the bosses, too, as well. So lots of layers to this. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. First off, everybody, of course, is talking about this change. And here is the former president, Donald Trump, just a little bit ago, reacting to this stunning news about Tucker Carlson, the big Fox star, out at Fox News. Well, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, He's a very good person, a very good man, and very talented, as you know, and he had very high ratings. So uh, we're just learning about it almost as we speak. You and I just said, wow, that was something. That's a big one. Uh, I don't know if it was voluntary or was it uh, somebody fired. But I think Tucker's been uh, terrific. He's been, especially over the last year or so, he's been terrific to me. And Bill O'Reilly, I was talking with him earlier on the show that I also host on WABC Radio, Cats and Cosby, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, with the great John Katsimatidis. And this is Bill O'Reilly's assessment. And, of course, Bill has a very unique perspective. He was in that 8 o'clock slot and dominated that 8 o'clock slot on Fox News for so many years. And this was his sense as to why Tucker suddenly was removed from Fox. If you watched 60 Minutes last night, you saw a guy named Ray Epps on, who flat out accused Tucker Carlson of ruining his life. And Epps is setting himself up for a major lawsuit against Carlson of Fox News. story is that Tucker Carlson implied that Epps had something to do with fomenting the January 6th riot. And that lawsuit, after watching that 60 Minutes broadcast, it's coming. But even more damaging was a producer who worked for uh, the Carlson program who apparently has some tape, audio tape, of bad things being said. I don't know what they are. But she has already filed a lawsuit against Fox News and Carlson show. And her lawyers are saying, if you don't pay us a lot of money, we're going to make these recordings public. So in the face of all of that, and then Smartmatic lawsuit, shareholder lawsuits against the Fox um, company by people who hold their stock, they had to get out of Tucker. And that's what happened. So a combination of things is what Bill O'Reilly believes led to the demise of Tucker Carlson. What do you think it is? Or do you think that there's just a changing sentiment at Fox News and other media as well? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here's a little bit more from Bill O'Reilly, um, who had a really interesting take because he believes Tucker Carlson leaving Fox 
will also hurt President Trump and his bid there for 2024 for the White House. Take a listen why he thinks this will actually not be a good thing for Donald Trump on a lot of levels. This is interesting. The importance of this story is far beyond the media and personalities. It's going to have a direct effect on the 2024 presidential election. Fox News, in my opinion, is going to diminish now. It's already skidding in the, in the ratings and has been, as I mentioned, for a few months. But now that's going to accelerate. The Murdochs don't want Donald Trump to be president again. They've made that quite clear. If you read the New York Post, you see that. Okay? So the MAGA people, which comprise a large percentage of the Fox audience, they're not going to hang around there. And Trump is going to lose a lot of exposure that he had in the past on Fox News because fewer people will be watching, and they don't want him to be president anyway, the management. That suppresses the Trump campaign. So is this bad news for President Trump that now he has lost sort of an ally in a very high-profile position? Obviously, he's got... Still, folks who certainly give him a fair shake. Um, We always give him a fair shake here, and many other places do too as well. Uh, But is it a powerful voice that has been lost uh, for the Trump team as he, of course, is underway? And by the way, later on in the hour, we're going to also talk about the fact that tomorrow President Biden is looking like he is going to announce his reelection bid. And of course, That comes with some of the worst poll numbers that an American president has in history. And yet he is still going forward. So what does this all mean for the presidential race? And what do you think Tucker Carlson's also going to do next? I did ask Bill that earlier today. And Bill believes maybe he'll end up doing something like what Bill is doing, sort of like a a different platform. Um, You know, you know, do some podcasts, obviously do a very successful radio show. Uh, Bill does a lot of TV still in huge, huge demand. So could it be something like that? What do you see for the future? And again, how do you think this impacts President Trump and the campaign and also the media landscape? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Line three. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Uh, always a good show. You know, it's so funny. Um, the climate we live in, you know, I was watching Fox News today, okay, and uh, it's still on now, um, whatever, while I'm on deck, but uh, it's it's a media thing, and Tucker Carlson, you know, he's asked to vacate his chair, the maneuvering that goes on, and it could go against Donald Trump in 24, and they also, I got I to gotta include this in there, too, you know, uh, they, they had a segment about, look at Barack Obama in 08. He said, time and hope will change. Oh, hope will come. Really? He sounded like, a, a, you know, the son of a preacher man. What hope have we seen? What hope? And why is he still living in D.C. with all his mansions and he's a billionaire? Because he's whispering into the ear of the donkey Joe Biden. That's why. That's you know, my feeling. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting, Mike, to see yeah. if indeed – President Biden announces tomorrow. I mean, I have covered politics a long time, Mike, and I don't think I've ever seen where somebody's 
numbers are so dismal. I mean, there was an NBC News poll, which you don't exactly say is like anti-Trump or anti-Biden, I should say. And uh, they came out and they had 70 percent of Americans don't want them. And a majority of Democrats don't want them. Um, and and everybody, by the way, almost overwhelmingly, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, and we're going to talk about that also later on in the show, Mike. I mean, I can think of a lot of reasons. Uh, the economy, border, Afghanistan. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I can say uh, he hasn't been uh, a, a successful president. But that's a whole other issue. They also say his age. They say, like, he's just like, like even people that like him say his age is an enormous issue. And so in the heels of all that, how important or how much of a dent do you think it is that somebody with a big voice like Tucker Carlson, who every night was pulling in, you know, three, four million sometimes, uh, you know, viewers, how much of a blow do you think this is to the Trump team that he is no longer there? Yeah, it, it could have a big impact. And people, some people are fickle. They'll go with whatever's being said on a certain station, fake news as Donald Trump, you know, expressed on certain stations, and people are swayed. And you know what? Uh, uh, I even saw that stat today on Fox News. 70% don't want – I don't think he's got the mental capacity. I like dogs to be a bad dog catcher, and he's a shakedown artist. You know, so is Barack Obama. How is he a billionaire? He's a shakedown artist too. And all the far left, you know, uh, slash communist slash donkeys – uh, I've never seen it in my 68 years, and you're well versed, uh, you know, Rita. You know, as far as White House correspondent, Emmy Award winner, well versed, you know, about what's going on. That's that's the, the the media influence and the climate we live in, and you know, uh, and Joe Biden, come on, man, on his on his you know uh, on his uh, uh, you know his his words before he got nominated and elected. Come on, man. Oh, it's crazy. Well, and Mike, the thing that I also think more than anything, when you look at the age and you look at the like, like you have to have you have to be sharp. I mean, I even think about like when Obama became president. Remember, look, he looked like he aged like 30 years in his presidency. Clinton did, too. I've seen them up close, like covered them from the beginning. Like it looked like it was like Obama's father when he was leaving because (laughs) because of the stress. I mean, you have to be sharp when you are dealing with bad actors and the kind of intelligence and all the things that are going on in the world. you got to have a president who is on it, who can be clear thinking, um, really is focused on American interests and also can handle the stress and the daily. We're hearing from even people in the White House that basically, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't wake up until X o'clock and he has a busy schedule if he has like one thing on the table. I mean, it is that's scary. I mean, for just forget even the policy. He I don't know if he has the physical or the mental stamina. And I don't know if America can handle another, you know, uh five and a half years. You know, we've got oh, still another year and yeah. a half, Mike. My goodness. Unbelievable. As an octogenarian too, you know, as an octogenarian. And, and isn't that something, you know, where, where Barack Obama is a billionaire. How is that? Right. Oh, gee, you're a scamp. You're a, like Sharpton, too. Another shakedown artist with BOM and everything. Please. Well, and by the way, you know, by the way, Mike, separately, even than the age, I have met, you know, people who are sharp as a tack. I mean, we've had on, I've had on my show Al D'Amato, former senator of New York. Uh, I was with, um, you know, I was with Cindy Adams, 
uh, you know, a couple nights ago. She is sharp as a tack. I actually had lunch with somebody the other day, and his mom is um, is 91. She was the sharpest, most, uh, like, interesting person, eloquent, articulate, so sharp. You would never guess the age, whereas Biden is 80 going on, like, 120. And that's a problem, not just for him, but it's a problem for America and the world. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Are you as stunned as I am about Tucker Carlson? And what does this say about the media landscape? And... What about the Trump campaign? Does this hurt him as Bill O'Reilly believes? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, a big stunner that Tucker Carlson is leaving Fox News. His last show was last week, clearly an abrupt departure for the Fox News star who has been there a long time and done big time ratings for them. And basically just a statement coming from Fox saying we've agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service. What does this mean? Not just for Tucker Carlson's future, but also the future of conservative media. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice. Line 5. Alice, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Great show. Um, First of all, um, the business you're in uh, is rough. They eat their young. I think there is uh, there are a lot of layers of politics. They eat their young, right. and then their youngs young, yes. and then the youngs youngs youngs. Okay, right. so they're great grandkids right. that are expected to right. come. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, and also um, Joe Biden has the mentality of a house plant. No wonder they're going to uh, they're going to record his announcement. A good digital editor will be able to make him look normal. Yeah, and also but the, it's going to be a lot of editing, Alice. You're going to need a lot of editing. Well, you're going to need a great editor for that one. Right. They need they need the guy who invented the digital machine to do the editing. And <laughs> also, it's been known that the Murdochs don't like they they never liked Donald Trump. I think also they're they're looking to calm down to get rid of conservative news. I think they are, by the way, Alice, I I think they are definitely leaning clearly more towards, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, mixed opinions, if you will, and moving away from, um, you know, staunch conservative. conservative. Yes. I mean, I think that that and you've seen headlines out there, Lachlan Murdoch and some of the other Murdoch, the sons of Rupert Murdoch, have clearly sort of seen a different vision than the father, if you will, uh, according to a lot of reports. Um, And so. That could be indeed part of this, too, as well. Alice, thank you. You're terrific. It's always great to hear from you. Let's go to Jack in Ohio. Jack, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. You know, people are not looking at this constructively. I'm very happy for Tucker, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, when he left, he left with a smile on his face. He got a fat payday. If he didn't get 25 or more, he didn't get a nickel. Number two, you're looking at the next Rush Limbaugh. He's going to start his own corporation. He's going to set it up where he can have his own radio program and stuff. This guy's is, is it? I mean, he's Rush. He, he, he's like as popular as Rush is, was. 
Yeah, and you know what? You know what, Jack? I agree with you that I think there's going to be tremendous opportunities for him. I mean, I think about Bill O'Reilly. We are just showing some comments from him. Um, and Bill has done wildly successful since he left Fox um, and started a new company. And he's been doing, you know, TV, radio, obviously, here. We're lucky to have him on WABC. Um, so I agree. I think that there are a lot of different opportunities. Some people are even saying maybe Tucker might run for a political office, too. We're going to talk about this when we come back. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement and their families. A powerful story coming from New London, Connecticut, where an off-duty police officer jumped into action to save the life on the Gold Star Bridge. The New London police lieutenant was driving home from the gym when approaching the gym he actually saw a big plume of smoke ahead. Now, Lieutenant Cornelius Rogers saw a vehicle on fire and a car on the side of the road. Several people were running over to help, and the lieutenant was immediately engaged to handle all, saying, I want to thank God for putting me in the position to be there at that time to actually save someone's life. But I think anyone would have done the same thing I would have. The only difference is I wear a badge and a uniform. He dragged the person away from the car as fuel started to ignite and move toward the car. What a dramatic moment. Uh, Then the lieutenant said his training and experience kicked in right away, and he was able to save the driver. The lieutenant went on to say, honestly, quote, I sat there for a while after the gentleman was transported to the hospital just to kind of take it all in. My shoes were burned from the fuel just seeing all of this happening. It was kind of surreal. I am glad I jumped into action. And the New London Police Department thanked the lieutenant for, quote, his off-duty, self-sacrificing, life-saving endeavors that no doubt saved this man just in the nick of time. And bravo to our great law enforcement and all they do every single day. By the way, some interesting news tonight that I just got from our newsman, Bob Brown, uh, that according to the New York Post, Donald Trump has been quietly speaking to former senior advisor Kellyanne Conway to get her to join the team for his 2024 campaign. She, of course, was his campaign manager in 2016, and he credits her with helping him with the big win in 2016. Insiders are saying that Trump has been wooing Conway. She's, of course, a Fox News contributor, as we've been talking about Tucker Carlson there. And uh, Conway, of course, has been there for about 18 months. And he says that he's always appreciated her so much that she understood the values that he brings and he understood the values that she brought to 2016. And without her, it would not have happened. Other people are saying that maybe he wants to get her on board so she won't go to maybe a DeSantis or someone else in the race. Uh, but very interesting and not a surprise because she was a huge for success for President Trump in 2016. The first female campaign manager, of course, for a successful presidential campaign. 
and has stood by President Trump's side uh, for a long, long time. And, of course, what do you think the effect is going to be on President Trump as we've been talking about Tucker Carlson and some of the changes in the media landscape? No doubt one of his big critics is also gone, Don Lemon on CNN, who always used to take swipes, also at President Trump. The big news, of course, he was out today. He said he found out basically through his agent. And now the Wall Street Journal reporting that that basically Tucker Carlson found out 10 minutes before it was announced on Fox News. Um, So what a dramatic day in the news world. And this is what Donald Trump had to say just a little bit ago. He basically talked about just how on the leadership level, he wasn't talking on the media media level, but on the leadership level, he believes at the White House right now that even President Biden isn't really running things, that it really comes down to an outside group of radicals that he says are basically pulling the strings for a puppet essentially named Joe Biden. Take a listen. A small group of people that are very smart, very radical left, probably Marxist, and they're running our country into the ground. And they're using uh, law enforcement and they're using uh, the DOJ and the FBI as retribution, something that has never happened anywhere near what's going on right now. So do you believe the change with Tucker Carlson, as we've been talking about, will somehow impact just the force that Trump had behind him and the voice that Trump had behind him, because, of course, he had been on Tucker's show a number of times. And is that a sign that Fox News is moving more to the left? Is there a change or do you think that Tucker was more of an isolated incident? You heard from Bill O'Reilly. There were a combination of things that he believes, but he does also believe that a lot of it had to do with Dominion, with other things, too, as well. But it does come on the heels of Dan Bongino, who was also a big star for them on the weekends. He is no longer there. He said that they couldn't come to a contract agreement. Different response, obviously, from Tucker Carlson. But where is this headed? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, Rita, you know, in my opinion, Trump popularity will not go down because of what happened to Tucker. You know, I enjoyed watching Tucker, but if anything, Tucker's popularity was helped by Trump. You know, Trump can stand on his own, at least in my personal opinion. But however, you know, I think Fox News pushed the boundaries of how conservative they can be. But unfortunately, you got people on their board like you know, the the Ryan guy, you know, Republican, and they probably cannot go beyond a certain point. But I, here's an idea for you to start a podcast. I think it'll be wildly popular. Call it the Current Pop Chronicles, the Hunter Biden Comedy Hour, or, <laughs> or, pop, or, or pop Goes the Hunter. <laughs> oh, Pop Goes the Hunter. That's a good one, actually. By the way, it is going to be an interesting week. Um, uh, yes. for Hunter Biden, because his attorneys are supposed to be meeting with the mm-hmm. DOJ this week. Um, and also it looks like James Comer is kind of zooming in, too. So uh, <clears throat> and what do you make, by the way, Dom, that tomorrow Biden is going to be announcing in the middle of all these dramatic changes that we've seen, which are, you know, big changes in the media landscape. What do you make 
of the fact that tomorrow Biden is supposed to make his announcement and he's making it on video and it's like pre-recorded video. It's not like a live stream video. It's like a pre-recorded, like they're afraid he won't even be able to handle that right without screwing up. What are your thoughts? I'm guessing after he makes the announcement tomorrow, the percentage of Democrats that don't want him to run is going to go from 60 to 85 (laughs) percent. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no, I agree. I think I think it's going to be one for the record books. I mean, already look and I you heard what I said. Age, it really is just a number. I mean, there are people who are younger than him um, that, you know, that don't ride bikes or don't do whatever, you know. And then on the flip side, there are people who are a bit older than him that are much sharper He is definitely declining, and I think he needs to be honest, and I think the people that are working with him and behind the scenes need to be honest, too, for the American public. I mean, Dom, this guy, this guy, I've known Joe Biden since the mid-'90s. This is not the fireball Joe Biden that I even knew of, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, you know? I mean, this is not Joe Biden at his best. Yep, that's the problem, because I don't think, because it's an established fact, you know, I'm, I'm a little over 18. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, age hasn't, you know, has nothing. I shouldn't say nothing. Age is does not have a lot to do with your mental acuity. If you if you're healthy, you know, it's like you got to think about George Burns. You know, 102 years old. He said the cigarette and a beer will get me going. So his age is not the factor. If you can operate, you can perform. You know, God be with you. But the only problem is he's running a country, and we can't afford to have somebody like that facing other world leaders laughing at us and taking advantage of us. That's the problem. Not so much his age. And it's, it's elder abuse, actually. His wife is, should know better. Yeah, it is. It is. And in fact, um, Dom, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I want to play um, Cut 1B. Uh, this is a little bit of some of Joe Biden's comments. Take a listen, guys. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, from from uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of uh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot. the idea that. Um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, me um, say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with. Uh, the uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. We want to expand peak pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K The um... That's just a few. I mean, how about when he told Jackie to stand up? And Jackie's no longer with us. Remember that one? How about when he told the other person in the wheelchair to stand up? That was like a couple of days ago when the guy was in the wheelchair at the Oval Office. I mean, there are so many of these weird, bizarre 
strange, strange moments, and they continue on and on and on. And this is the leader of our country. Wow. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, your thoughts. Yes, uh, after after playing that sound bite. Yes, hail to the chief, Rita. Hail to the chief. Um, I, uh, I Look, I don't have cable. I don't watch uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, I, you know, I mean, most of my friends who are younger than me, they don't watch uh, television news. So, I mean, look, I, it's, he was a loyal conservative, but uh, it's not going to affect Trump. Uh, what it will affect Trump is um, and will propel him to the presidency will be things like um, this morning I bought uh, two eggs and some bacon and cost me $30. Uh, the economy is going into the toilet. We're heading towards a depression. Um, the Democrats have no answers. It uh, looks like RFK Jr. is going to be biting at uh, our uh, commander-in-chief's butt pretty soon, which is good. Uh, then they're going to push more Democrats into the into the ring. Um, they're a mess. And uh, basically, uh, victory is on our side. I do believe uh, in 2024, we will have President Donald J. Trump again. So, you know, that's my thoughts. Well, you know, I will say you recited a lot of the things that are huge issues, just as, you know, you talked about the economy. What a mess. The other thing I thought about, and Norm, this is something you and I know have talked about before, is the border. I mean, the disaster at the border and the fact that Title 42 is about to be lifted in, I think it's in about uh, two weeks or so. I mean, how scary is that? And they're saying the floodgates are going to open. I'm like, the floodgates are going to open. What have we been seeing from the last right. you know, year and a half, Norm? I mean, it is scary. Um, and also, by the way, later on in the show, we're going to talk about this new report that Afghanistan, now they're plotting new attacks against America and elsewhere in Afghanistan. And Sudan, they're saying, please, please help us, Mr. President. And the message from John Kirby a few days ago was, good luck, you're on your own. I mean, I think all of these things will definitely be in the American conscious when they go to the voting booth. Um, but I, but it is interesting. I mean, aside from everything, I do think that Tucker was a big voice um, in, a, in a lot of different areas, um, very much. Um, somebody who was supportive of the president. I mean, not always. There were times where he wasn't. Um, but for the most part, um, he was somebody who was pushing for that. And it is an interesting, it's a huge change. I don't think anybody saw it coming. And I don't think Tucker Carlson saw it coming today. Uh, but Norm, you're right that a lot of people are listening now um, to news elsewhere, whether it's radio. There was a new Nielsen um, report that came out that the ratings for radio uh, 18 to 45 in March surpassed uh, network television uh, that people are getting their choices from here, whether it's, you know, streaming, you know, uh, you know, you could be listening to me. But guys, by the way, on WABCradio.com, that's a good place from around the country too. obviously listening on the stations across the country as well. But there are so many ways now to hear news. And I think um, that that's changed a lot. People's habits have changed a lot. Um, but it is still a real stunner. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. What do you make of the fact that Tucker Carlson is abruptly out of Fox News? Uh, Norm wasn't really watching Fox News or cable, but I know many of you were, and I certainly was. I was watching Tucker. I've known Tucker for many, many years. 
And in fact, as many of you know, I was at Fox News for 10 years. And when I left Fox, I took an offer at NBC. That was the reason I left Fox. It was widely out there. I had a much better offer at the time. At the time, news wasn't so disparate. It wasn't like two different planets between Fox and NBC. Now it would be like Mars and Venus, you know, but it wasn't like that then. Um, and Tucker's show was actually right around the same time as mine. So I used to see Tucker. I saw Tucker on my first day there. Um, and he's actually a really great guy. Um, and I really love Tucker a lot personally, and I think he's a terrific talent. So this was a big, big surprise. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. Coming up in the next hour, we are going to talk about Joe Biden set to announce in a matter of hours that he's running for re-election, doing it on a canned video. That's according to reports he's planning to do it. Likely tomorrow, it would be the four-year anniversary of when he announced he was running last time. So it would be fitting. And apparently he taped some of this like over a week ago because they had to probably go through it and figure it all out, make sure there were no flubs. But is the country even looking at him for a second term? And one of the things we're going to talk about is this other new stunning report that in Afghanistan, they have determined through intelligence that essentially they are reconstituting ISIS and Taliban, of course, and that they are potentially planning Tax against America and elsewhere. And this comes on the heels of basically 16,000 Americans stuck in Sudan, which is now in the midst of a civil war. And basically the White House says what they did last time. Good luck. That's basically the response from the White House so far. So we're going to talk about that and a lot more. Meantime, as we're talking, Tucker Carlson, a big earthquake in the media world uh, that he is no longer at Fox News as of a couple hours ago that his staff apparently showed up today as did he and they were basically planning or at least the staff did thinking it was going to be a regular show day with him and then word came down that he is no longer at Fox News what are the repercussions obviously not just for him what do you see for Tucker's future He is obviously a very talented broadcaster, had a huge following. And also, what do you think it means for the future of Fox News, a place that I worked at for 10 years? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line 7. Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. So, great news day. So, to me, Tucker is what you call an archaeological news reporter. He digs for truth. And he'll be fine wherever he goes because he digs for truth, which not a lot of reporters do. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. He did. And he came up with original stuff a lot of times. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of what happened with Dan Rather, but just just something from my past where Dan Rather lost his job because of the whole um, uh, President Bush and his his criteria and what he did in the military that was a whole thing i don't know if you remember that story i know it well i remember it was the whole like whether he had been in the service or not and then there were questions about the validity of the documents and validity of the source 
Um, and um, and and listen, I interned for Dan Rather. I know some people have certainly mixed feelings. He's become much more political. Uh, but when I worked, uh, I was his intern, and he was like, you know, top of the top of the world um, at that point. And and I was happy to to be with him at that time. And uh, and I agree with you that Tucker is a tremendous, tremendous talent, and I think sky's the limit for where he wants to go. Let's go to Anne, line four. Anne, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Tucker's lack of abrupt departure, firing, uh, highlights his um, presence more than anything else. Everybody's wondering, where's Tucker? Where's Tucker? And uh, I think it would really help Trump. Unfortunately, it also polarizes the country. It makes it more so that um, the, the forces are going against each other. It's, it's coming to, I, I hate to say it, civil war, revolution, whatever you want to say. I hope we can avoid it. Yeah, boy, I, I do, to too. Say. I do, too, because we are still one America. But you're right. It sort of epitomizes how divided America is, how divided even the media world is. Um, you know, I mean, even just you see different coverage on some stations are only talking about Don Lemon. Some stations are only talking about Fox News. It's like depends, you know, and it never used to be that way. I talked about uh, when I left Fox News and I had a better offer at the time and I had a great experience when I was there. I was there 10 years. And I remember when I got the offer, it wasn't like, oh, I was going to a, a foreign planet when I went to NBC. But now if you went to Fox to NBC and be like, oh, my God, you know, am I a schizophrenic? Um, so you're right. I think it's a sign of how polarized everything has become. BJ, real quick, your thoughts, my friend. Go ahead, BJ. Tucker News Network. I see nothing but brilliant things for him. He was a brilliant broadcaster. He still is. They 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 did him a dirty. In two years, Fox and CNN will be no different from each other. And Mr. Mr. Lemon got his just desserts. He got his comeuppance. He disrespected Nikki Haley. He was a nasty piece of work, and he earned where his place is now. And by the way, Nikki Haley came out today and said uh, of Don Lemon's firing, it is a great day for women everywhere uh, because he said that she was past her prime at the age of 51. Uh, so he did get a little bit of a wake-up call on that one. Wow. We're going to talk when we come back about Afghanistan and a lot more. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, things are a mess in the world. And as we are talking here on the Rita Cosby Show, there are so many hot spots. I mean, you can't even count them all. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you look at the border and Title 42 has yet to be lifted. And we are going to see a river of migrants. I mean, you know, you saw it look like the New York Marathon basically running towards the El Paso Bridge. We're going to see that times 10. Many people are expecting when Title 42 is lifted in about two weeks. And then you look about everything that's happening overseas. You look at Russia and Ukraine. You look at everything happening with China. There are so many developments. And of course, you look at what's happening in Afghanistan. 
Think about the withdrawal of Afghanistan. What a dismal, pathetic failure it was. And there's a new report, by the way, that just came out that essentially this comes from some of the leaked documents, the intel documents that, of course, that 21-year-old guardsman put out. Uh, But so far, it has not been disputed. And it essentially says that ISIS is reconstituting so much in Afghanistan to the point where they are now planning another attack against America. What a sad testament to the situation. What a dismal, dismal withdrawal that we had. And this comes on the heels, if you haven't seen these images, my goodness, coming out of Khartoum, which is, of course, the capital of Sudan. There are 16,000 Americans that are stuck there. There is a civil war raging between sort of two generals. Uh, that are sort of fighting and two rival groups. And now it is like a really deadly situation there. And the other day, the head of the NSC at the White House, John Kirby, basically said, good luck, Americans, whatever you want to do. God be with you. Take cover. That was his advice. They did, however, have a SEAL team that went in over the weekend. It got the diplomats out. Uh, that were there, which, look, I'm glad that they got out safely. But what about the rest of Americans? What about the thousands upon thousands of Americans? There's apparently maybe a ceasefire that many people don't think will hold at all there. But what a dangerous, treacherous situation. And you just feel like there are all these fires, all these just very big hot spots that are happening around the world. And there's one commonality. President Biden is in power. Take a listen, by the way, because over the weekend, Amy Klobuchar was on CNN. Of course, she ran for president on the Democratic side, a longtime senator. And she basically came out and said, you know what? Um, We're not too worried about Biden's low poll numbers because, of course, many people are saying they believe he's going to announce tomorrow that he's running for election again. She said, we're not worried because nobody wants the craziness that is Trump, the chaos in the world that is Trump. I just described all the things that are going on. I would say right now is quite a bit of chaos. But listen to Amy Klobuchar, again, a Democrat on CNN this weekend. Whether it is passing landmark legislation to bring down pharmaceutical prices, whether it is its investment in infrastructure, it's going to bring high speed broadband to every part of the country, including rural areas in my state, or whether it's bringing back manufacturing. He has the back of the American people. He believes we should make things again in America, invent things, export to the world. And he has stood up for the women of America, and he has stood up for our democracy. He is going to have an incredibly strong record to run on, and he has a steady hand when you look at what's out there right now with Donald Trump and what we're hearing again People don't want that chaos back again. And President Trump said just a little bit ago, speaking of chaos, Joe's got enough for many presidents combined. Take a listen to this one. And I say this, I'll say this a lot, and I'm starting to change the number. You could take the five worst presidents in the history of our country and add them all up. And at the end, they haven't done the damage that Joe Biden's done to our country. And now I'm starting to say, but I'm going to change the number five to ten, because you could take the ten worst presidents. You could take the 10 worst presidents and combine them all in one. And as I mentioned, there is new intelligence basically saying that ISIS is reconstituting. And again, this comes not only as they are planning a potential attack against America and some of our allies, but also you see what is happening in 
you know, look at Khartoum in Sudan. By the way, I think back, it wasn't that long ago that Sudan was part of the Abraham Accords. They were the fourth country that signed on to the Abraham Accords. There was peace there where they were talking about relations with Israel. And what a short time things have absolutely turned around. I mean, that is a stunning change. It was January 6, 2021, when they signed on to the Abraham Accords. And now it is a disaster. And you have Americans fleeing for their lives and wondering if America is going to be there to save them because they're looking at what happened in Afghanistan. And listen to the IG last week. This is the inspector general who is testifying before Congress. And he said something very chilling. Basically, given the horrible withdrawal and the situation in Afghanistan, guess what? The money that we're sending apparently over to aid agencies may be helping our enemies over there. What a disaster that is. Unfortunately, as I sit here today, I cannot assure this committee or the American taxpayer we are not currently funding the Taliban. What a scary premise. So what does all this mean? Well, who better than the head of Project Sentinel, also the London Center, the great retired lieutenant colonel and intel agent, Tony Schaefer. Tony, really great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Rita, always great to be on with you. Thank you for having me. You know, there are so many layers to this. And and let's first start, if we can, um, with the fact that Tonight, there are still thousands upon thousands of Americans desperately trying to flee Sudan. Um, you know the the sort of you know politics. I was just as you heard. I can't believe what a contrast it was to January 2021. They had just signed on to the Abraham Accords. Things were peaceful, and now you look at it is like it's like a whole civil war, and Americans are just praying that they get out alive. I mean, this is a really yes. scary situation, and they're wondering. If America is going to be there to save them. When I heard Kirby last week say, basically, good luck to, you know, uh, you know, we wish you a lot of luck. Just take cover. Uh, That, to me, sent a message of, okay, we're just going to leave you behind, basically, like we did in Afghanistan. Well, it's very clear, Rita, if you're uh, overseas and a Democrat uh, administration is in charge, that's what's going to happen. This happened, obviously, in Benghazi. This has happened now in Khartoum and Sudan. And, and Rita, to your point, we, we've invested a lot of time in Sudan as a nation. Um, when I was in command of an operating base back in 2002, my boss, who left me in charge of the base, went over, Colonel Dennis Giddens went over to negotiate as part of the Danforth Commission to, to basically bring peace there. So we've been working on this. And to your point, it really did pay off with the Abraham Accords. We actually were making progress. But it's all been lost in just a matter of years because of Biden and their complete inability to manage uh, uh, the complexities of national security and international security. So, uh, and by the way, uh, regarding the 16,000 folks stuck there, <laughs> another symptom of the Democrat incompetence, uh, they should have started the withdrawal of civilians a month ago. The, the, the instability there has been going on and building for the last year of this administration. And the fact is that uh, John Kirby, speaking, uh, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid and serving it uh, gladly, is putting out basically that if you're an American and you're overseas right now, good luck. If any, if this happens anywhere else, good luck. We'll take care of our, you know, our government folks, 
But if you're over there trying to do things like build a company, a country up, invest, work to bring commerce and success to the region, and something bad happens, we're not going to be there for you. So this sends a, a horrible message across the board. And frankly, you know, when, when Senator Klobuchar talks about instability or, or you know, stability, it's like Joe Biden is the instrument of instability. And, and oh, by the way, I just, as a, on a personal note, I get fed up every time they talk about democracy. We have a, re- a republic. And the fact that they can't even get that right indicates what a completely corrupt Soviet-style party they've become where the only truth they accept is that which supports their po- their party. And if you aren't a supporter of their party, then you're out of luck. You know, you talked about um, the diplomats, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. You brought up a great point, and that just reminds me so much of the evacuation of Afghanistan, where they took the soldiers out before you take out, of course, the Americans that are there on the ground. Anybody who has, like, I could pull a second grader off the street, Tony Schaefer, and they would say, maybe we should leave the military there till the end, because these are the guys, as you know all too well, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, they're the ones who are skilled, who know what they're doing. And the minute they pulled out the military, it was like, fend for yourself, and I couldn't believe that Kirby actually said, you know, what chaos? Remember the people clinging to the planes? There was a lot of chaos. Yeah. And there's still people trapped in Afghanistan. And, you know, there is a report tonight, Tony, um, that in um, Khartoum, which is, of course, the capital there of Sudan, that they're the same groups, the, you know, Operation Pineapple and some of the Save Our Allies and some of these groups um, that were really helpful at getting people out. And I think you even helped, um, Tony. I know you had some, you were helping a lot of yes, folks. I know you, you are a great American, my friend. I know you did. Um, and, you know, I think about um, these groups are apparently now being contacted again by the State Department and saying, hey, for free, would you try to maybe help some of these others out? I mean, what is wrong with this Biden State Department that they can't figure it out? Didn't they learn a lesson from Afghanistan? Well, when you hire your your guy in charge of the State Department, based on the fact he was able to help deceive and affect an election, and that was his payoff, uh, Blinken being paid off because of the 51 intelligence officers who got to sign that letter. He's there because of political uh, fealty, not competence. And then you put in uh, a secretary of defense whose uh, biggest claim to fame is that, uh, you know, he was doing a white supremacist search when he came in as SecDef. Rita, these people are not serious people. These people are politicians first. They have no real concern or regard for the value of American life, of American investment. And again, it's all about power. It's all about maintaining power and the illusion that everything is just fine. That's why Klobuchar was so clearly stating that uh, white is black, uh, green is blue. And just listen to what I'm saying. Don't, uh, Don't trust your lying eyes to see around you the chaos, which is clearly apparent. And this is why we have to really demand that accountability be brought right now regarding the investigations. And for goodness sake, in 2024, (laughs) these people have to be voted out of office. Yeah, well, that's the irony, like you just said, is that they're sitting there saying under Trump it was chaos. And I just brought up I I couldn't help but think of the whole Abraham Accords. I mean, what a contrast that is um, from where situations were. Uh, there were there were no new wars. Um, there were, uh, you know, you just think about all the situations, the border. I mean, there were so many issues that were a lot less peace, you know, a lot less chaotic. And for some reason, right. they're pointing to it like the Biden time. The other thing I also want to ask you, uh, Tony Shaver, this sure. is amazing about in Afghanistan, this new report. This is the sort of um, intel material that's coming out that essentially says 
that we may be even funding basically um, Taliban and ISIS there. We're supposed to be spend, is sending money for aid to people there. But, of course, it's never making it to the average citizen. It's going, the Taliban's running the show. Um, and yet there are reports that there are 27 violent extremist groups that are basically reconstituting in Afghanistan and pl- uh, planning potentially another 9-11 type attack, which is just heartbreaking to hear. So I actually did an interview with Judicial Watch back at CPAC on this very issue. Uh, And uh, the fact is that Afghanistan has become the Disneyland for terrorists. When you leave the fourth largest standing army in the world on the ground in the hands of the adversary you defeated 20 years ago, the inevitable outcome, Rita, is that they're going to use that gear for purposes of, first off, making money. Part of the Taliban's job is to survive, so they're going to rent it out and, and train people. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Last count was over 20, count them, 20 terrorist organizations are now sending people to Afghanistan for training. The inevitable outcome is going to be terrorist attacks against the United States and our allies. And again, this was inevitable. This was something Special Operations Command even predicted right after the fall of Afghanistan, that this would happen. And this happening. And again, nobody in, in any power position of authority is doing anything to to stymie it. And now on top of that, the, the aid money that's going over there is being used to, again, help fund our enemies. I don't know how if, you, if this is if this is calm and steady, I don't want to see chaos uh, regarding uh, any outcome of what's going on right now. Yeah, no doubt. And before I let you go, also, Tony, I just got to ask you real quick on the Hunter Biden front. Where do you see this headed? Uh, Because, of course, uh, his team is meeting. The attorneys are meeting this week um, with the Justice Department. And we heard that explosive stuff about the former CIA director, Mike Morrell, um, and, of course, Tony Blinken, who's now secretary of state, but super close to Biden was orchestrating sort of, uh, you know, that whole thing with the 51 signatures, intelligence signatures. Do you think that right. this is going to just explode between that and James Comer looking into all the funds? Well, it's got to be. This, this is an order of magnitude, two orders of magnitude worse than Watergate. If you recall, uh, you know, there was a break-in in the Watergate that got Nixon removed. This is this is actually Spiro Agnew-level corruption. Spiro Agnew being the vice president of Nixon was removed because of corruption when he was mayor of Baltimore and mayor of and, and governor of Maryland. Uh, this is two orders of magnitude worse than that because you have the entire family benefiting from ill-gotten gain from Ukraine, Russia, and China. And this all goes back to Joe Biden himself. That's what they're afraid of, Rita. They don't want to start opening uh, those containers of, of, of all this information relating to what Hunter Biden did with that money. Because it's all going to lead back to Joe Biden. So it's got to be done. And uh, uh, the idea here is to you, you cannot have justice systems going simultaneously where uh, President Trump is indicted over uh, spurious claims that are at the federal level by the, the state of and, and, and uh, city of New York, while clear crimes of graft, of selling office and corruption are being unaddressed by the Department of Justice. So something has to be done. It's got to happen. And if, if something I, I, I expect bad things to really come out of this if, if the Justice Department doesn't do its job here. Yeah, the double standard is so blaring. Right. Um, Tony Schaefer, we love you. And thank you so much for your great perspective and being here on the show. We love having you, Tony. Oh, thank you, Rita. Always great to be on. Thanks. Thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. You just heard what Tony said 
uh, that this is basically uh, two orders worse than Watergate. All the stuff with Biden and all the tentacles and also the chaos. The Democrats are saying the world is so much calmer under President Biden. Is there anybody who thinks that? 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are talking about Trump versus Biden as President Biden looks like he is on the precipice of announcing that he is going to be running for re-election. In the middle of all this, as you just heard from Tony Schaefer, we were talking about all the incoming coming towards President Trump. And tomorrow, uh, the lawsuit basically is going to get started by this woman. This is the trial uh, of this woman, E. Jean Carroll, who uh, says that she was assaulted by Trump years ago at that Bergdorf dressing room. And she said that he defamed her. So that suit's going forward. Also, a little bit ago, some other news. Uh, the DA in Georgia came out today. She is looking into uh, the 2020 election case. And she basically said security should be on guard. Uh, I don't know where she's going with that one. But she said that uh, her decision in the probe against Trump is going to be coming this summer, sometime between July 11th and September 1st. She basically gave us the window of when she will announce whether or not there might be charges coming against President Trump or someone else in that case. So there's a lot of incoming towards President Trump. And President Trump says the bottom line, he says that the Biden administration has created chaos and that that's why the Democrats are so desperate to try to get rid of him because he's going to clean it all up if he comes back to the White House. This is what he said just a little bit ago about the way Biden is handling the U.S. southern border, which, boy, if that's not a mess, I don't know what is. There's nothing like this has ever happened to our country. And they're allowing people into our country who are criminals, who are from prisons and mental institutions. And they are going to do tremendous damage. This isn't going to just be ending when you get rid of Biden. Now, does Biden even know what's happening? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. What are your thoughts, everybody? Because it looks like he is on the verge of announcing. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Patricia, line eight, real quick. Patricia, your thoughts. Hi, how are you? Um, First off, I love President Trump. I think he's great and everything, but I think anyway, they're going to make him the bad guy. He could do whatever. I mean, how many lawsuits, this, that, and this. It's ridiculous, and it is all BS. They got to give him a chance, and the people that love him will always vote for him. Yeah, no, you're right. He has a huge, huge following. Um, and they are loyal to him. And if you go and you see right now, I mean, I was just talking, Patricia, about on the flip side. I mean, I have never seen a president. I've been covering politics a long time, guys. 70 percent. This is an NBC News poll saying Biden shouldn't run in 2024. 52 percent of Democrats say he should not. And almost 70 percent say it's his age. What about his mental incompetence? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. 
And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families. A very powerful story coming from Evansville, Indiana, where one veteran says that he is so honored that he got the chance to take a trip on an honor flight for the first time. Veteran George Province served in the National Guard for seven years, and he got the chance to visit the nation's capital last Saturday with the honor flight of Southern Indiana alongside other veterans. Although he was stateside during the Vietnam War, two of his friends, Mike and Jim, who served there, were killed in action. And Province says that he is making a point to find their names on the wall, that that is extremely, extremely important for him. Province said having Jim's name on the wall and Mike's name on it, I think that is the most important, important to the people that, number one, don't know him, don't know them. uh, And number two, they were my best friends. I think by going over there and taking a pencil and scratching over it, I can bring that home and I'll have something to share with everyone. Province says he also carries them in his heart and says after his trip to Washington, he'll have a memento honoring their incredible service. And those organizing the flight say that they have flown veterans to Washington, D.C. from southern Indiana since 2014. They say it is always an honor to give these men and women who served our country the chance to be honored and recognized in a very special way and also to see others who fought alongside them or were close to them during that time. And to all of our great Vietnam veterans out there, everybody, welcome home. We love you, and we also deeply, deeply appreciate you and your family and, of course, your service. And if you haven't been over there to the Vietnam Memorial Wall, make sure that you go over there also to the World War II Memorial. Um, Both of them are just so incredibly, incredibly powerful And the others, too, as well. It is such an important thing to do and to bring your children to share it for generations to come so they learn also of the sacrifice of these incredible heroes among us. And a very, very powerful story. I love the honor flights, too. I just think they are the greatest thing. Meantime, we are talking about Joe Biden. And it's amazing that despite some of the worst poll numbers that I think any American president has seen and... Even a new NBC News poll saying that 70 percent of Americans don't want him to run again. All signs are pointing that he's going to do just that. And even Democrats are saying, you know, they don't want him. Overwhelmingly, they are saying they are not interested in having him run again. They're saying the age is really a big issue. Joe Biden right now is 80 at the end of This term, he would be 82 at the end if he were to win again. Uh, And if he indeed does run again, he would be 86 years old at the end. He's already the oldest president right now. But is he mentally and physically up to the job? He just seems tired. He seems mentally off. He doesn't seem that he's even trying to figure out where to go on the stage. He has the cue cards. He's fumbling. He's slurring his words. And this is only, you know, a little over halfway through uh, of this presidency. So can he really handle what is probably the most difficult job in the world? I told you, I mean, I've seen other presidents over the years. It is trying, even if you're a young guy. I mean, Obama was in great shape. I mean, he was playing basketball 
but he had like so much gray hair by the time that he left the White House just because it is grueling. It is mentally, physically grueling. And you've got to have somebody who is on the top of their game and who physically has the stamina, mentally has the acuity. And we're just seeing a faltering Biden on so many levels. And that is not good for America. And it is definitely not good for the world. This is a time where you need leadership and you need somebody sharp as a tack. There are a lot of bad actors out there. And so far, Biden has been giving a lot of them a pass. And that is a big, big concern, not just for America. But again, America is the beacon. America is the leader of the world. And if we're waffling, that means the rest of the world waffles, too. And that is not a good sign for bad actors who wish to do us harm and other freedom-loving countries around the world. I want America to be great. And it doesn't matter, uh, you know, uh, the politics. I just care about the country, and I care about where we are headed. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is President Trump just a little bit ago giving his summation of President Biden. Take a listen. And I say this, I'll say this a lot, and I'm starting to change the number. You could take the five worst presidents in the history of our country and add them all up. And at the end, they haven't done the damage that Joe Biden's done to our country. And now I'm starting to say, but I'm going to change the number five to ten, because you could take the ten worst presidents. You could take the ten worst presidents, he's saying, and that wouldn't basically add up to President Biden. And meantime, President Biden, just a few hours ago, He was meeting with the so-called Tennessee Three, the Tennessee lawmakers, and those are the ones who essentially came over to the statehouse, and those are the ones who indeed were coming there and basically at the statehouse talking and disrupting the statehouse. Those are the ones who were on the bullhorn, remember, in Tennessee after the terrible shooting that happened there. And these were the ones that now this president was heralding. And saying, come on, they got reinstated. Two of them were African-American, remember? Um, And they were the two that were kicked off. The other one, uh, the Caucasian woman, remember, who's standing next to them, she basically said, well, I wasn't really uh, doing it. I was just kind of standing there. And that's why they said, by one vote, they basically saved her from being kicked out. But all three of them were invited to the White House. And a lot of people are saying this is sort of emblematic of this president because If you look at it, they were really disrupting the statehouse. There are procedures. And a lot of people are saying these people shouldn't be heralded. They were kicked out because they were disruptive. And they're political leaders. They're not just, you know, uh, protesters. They're political leaders. And yet I do find it sad that our president hasn't invited the family members who lost loved ones in that Tennessee shooting. They were protesting gun rights. They wanted gun control. They wanted, you know, assault weapons ban and all that stuff. That's why these Tennessee Democratic lawmakers were protesting so loudly after the shooting. Um, But the president hasn't invited the family members to come to the White House. And he also has not invited the hero cops. What about those two heroic cops, especially the one who was clinging to life, the one who was in serious, serious conditions? And you see him on the videotape. Maybe they should have invited, I think, at least all those that were unseen that day. That would have sent a really powerful message. No, they haven't been invited, but these people have. 
And a lot of people say this is just sort of emblematic of the way that this president does politics and creates division as opposed to unification. Take a listen. Here is the president with the Tennessee Three just a little bit ago. I know you got a chance. The vice president went down to see you. I'm sorry I couldn't be with her at the time, but, uh, you know, if you're standing up for our kids, you're standing up for our communities, safe communities, and democratic values. That's what it's all about. And all, all three of you speak so well about why you're doing what you did and why you continue to do it. And in the middle of all of this, as I mentioned, President Trump is dealing with a lot on his plate, as we all know, from everything happening from the legal judicial arena. But yet, Hunter Biden thinks they're zeroing in. His attorneys are set to meet this week with the Department of Justice. And this comes as James Comer, who is head of the Oversight Committee, and he says that he continues to get more information that now it is up to 12 Biden family members that receive money that came from very questionable foreign businesses. And these are like the former mayor of Moscow's wife and also uh, Chinese officials, uh, Ukrainian energy officials. I mean, there's a lot of big questions running around here. And this is what James Comer had to say, because he says he is zeroing in, in fact, on one transfer specifically, where it's coming from a bank and it's going to another bank, but he can't find out who that other bank is. And the name on the bank, get this, the other ones say such and such Biden or, you know, James Biden, the brother, or they say Hunter Biden, or they say this. And on this one, it won't say the name of the bank it gets wired to. And it's also simply says Biden. It doesn't say which Biden. Isn't that interesting? If that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what does. And this is what James Comer has to say, because he says he is absolutely zeroing in on what he says is very suspicious by Hunter Biden and maybe the big guy. Well, right now we have nine, but I believe in the end that number will be at least 12. I mean, this was the Biden family uh, influence peddling scheme. And, and, you know, when people say, well, they were involved in ventures around the world, I haven't found a legitimate business on the Biden end, Maria. I found legitimate businesses that uh, that were paying the LLCs that were then turning around and laundering the money back to the Bidens. But I haven't found any legitimate business dealings on the Biden end. No legitimate business dealings on the Biden end. And this is also what James Comer had to say over the weekend. Take a listen. They're in a pickle here, especially now with the IRS whistleblower. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason why Hunter Biden shouldn't have been indicted years ago, even before the the last presidential election. But one of the challenges that I've learned that the Department of J, if there are any legitimate, serious people left in the DOJ that are really trying to do the right thing is, what do you do with this many family members of the president? I mean, there's not going to be anybody left for a Christmas picture. Nobody left for a Christmas picture. I love Comer and and Senator Kennedy. They always have like the best lines. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think the walls are closing in on Hunter Biden? And this comes as clearly the Republicans are dealing, of course, with everything happening with Trump. And yet Trump, as all of these different legal cases are coming together after him, 
as we're looking at it, he has raked in over $20 million since the indictment. That is a stunning number, over $20 bucks, And his poll numbers continue to shoot up, and he is continuing to dominate that GOP field. And yet we are hours away, as it looks like, uh, President Biden saying he's going to run again. Can the country handle any more of President Biden? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bob on line six. Bob, your thoughts. Rita, first of all, I love your show. And I have a question and a comment. All right. Thanks, first Bob. Question, thank you. How did this country become so stupid? How did America, the people, not America itself, but the people in this country, how are they so stupid? You had a debate against Trump versus Biden, the third debate. Joe Biden looked at this country in the eye when they brought up the laptop, looked the country in the eye and said, 51 people signed the letter. It's Russian disinformation. It's Russian. You don't know what you're talking about, Mr. President. It's a Russian disinformation. He knew that laptop was real. Okay, there, that alone swung the election. That swung the election because people thought it, was, it wasn't real. Okay, and he knew it was a lie. He lied to the country. And it's never brought up. Even the Republicans don't bring it up. I don't even understand it. So now he's president. So now we got this imbecile as president. The, the, the Afghan withdrawal, a complete embarrassment to this country, an embarrassment. We have wars all over the place. China laughs at us. Russia laughs at us. We have inflation through the roof, gas prices through the roof. People are poor. My retirement account is, is in the tank. How is it possible that this man can get reelected? The DNC just announced he's not even going to debate during the primaries. You have, you have a woman that, 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 that prays to a dandelions running against him, and you have one of the Kennedys, okay, who's not really impressive to me, but he won't even debate them during the primaries. How does the country not look to say, what is going on here? I don't believe for a second that if it is Trump versus Biden, I don't believe for a second. I'm willing to put what's remaining in my 401k on this bet. Joe Biden will never debate any person from now. It will never happen. He won't even have a press conference, no less debate anybody. Well, do you remember, by the way, happen. Bob, do you remember even when he was debating Trump? And and uh, and I want to get to your point also about the intel letter, because it is stunning. You're right. He did lie to the country knowingly that it was not correct. Uh, his campaign certainly did. Um, and they orchestrated it and they lied to the public, making it sound like it was some generic letter. And now we know it was like a one big dirty trick, which is it is shameful. Um, and it makes you wonder what's there that they went to such great lengths to diminish it, um, which is why I think it's fascinating to see where James Comer is going. And two, in that debate, even at the end of that debate, Biden was kind of slurring. It was like whatever meds he was on seemed to be wearing off. So uh, who knows how much he requires now because you don't see him out that much. And he seems to be fumbling and slurring more than he ever was. Um, And I think they're, you know, they maybe they wish the COVID strategy was back in where he could just stay in the basement the whole time and hope for the best. And you just heard Amy Klobuchar. The reason I played her comments, Bob, where I think that that's what a lot of Democrats think. That they're going to go, not necessarily, they're, they're sitting there saying, oh, he had this great track record, which of course is questionable. But I think more than anything, they're going to say, well, he's not Trump or he's not so-and-so. 
Um, and especially if it's Trump, they're going to say, oh, it's not Trump. It's not this. It's not that. Um, and hopefully just kind of, you know, ride the anti-Trump or anti-DeSantis or anti-whoever. It looks like it's Trump's, I think, to lose. I think he's doing so uh, significantly well in the polls over the other one. But you're right. It is it is a shocker. And how could this happen? And I think about the lie about the letter it's just coming out. So I think this is new information, and I think it's just starting to percolate. So that's why we didn't know uh, that it was orchestrated up until a few days ago. So let's see where the next few days go. Bob, thank you very much. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show. President Trump coming out swinging, and again, it looks like President Biden is hours away from doing the unthinkable, saying he's going to run for re-election again. And it's like, he doesn't seem to care about the polls. It doesn't look like his advisors seem to care about the polls. And yet, he is saying he is going full steam ahead. At least that's what he's been telling people, and tomorrow is the four-year anniversary, and it looks like he's doing it in his typical form via video. What a contrast to the handling that President Trump has been doing interviews out there, rallies, all these other things. It looks like they're going to do the COVID basement strategy, and a number of people are talking about the fact that it looks like President Biden may not even do a debate. Marion Williamson's out there complaining that she won't get a chance to debate him. So what, is he afraid of any debate? Uh, like, what is it, like sort of the Fetterman strategy? You know, the Fetterman where it was like, oh, wait until the last moment, and then you put him out there? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line six. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, I've said this before, and as you accurately pointed out, he's going to be 82 at the end of this term. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to even – if he survives the next two years, I don't think he's going to be alive to run for a second term. So that's that's where I'm coming from. What, you just because you feel he is, his health – I mean, look, obviously, I yeah. certainly wish him good health, you know, I, yeah. but, but and that's different of managing the, you know, the, uh, the presidency. But he does seem to be certainly going much slower right. uh, mentally, physically. And, and look, you, you want him to do – well, you want everybody to do well, but you also want the country to do well. And it's got to be in hands of somebody who is the energy and the acuity. Um, Jacqueline, thank you very, very much. Um, let's go to Sherilyn in Canada. Sherilyn, your thoughts looking at it from Canada. Hi, Rita. Well, my thoughts, I've got three thoughts for Biden. Number one, he said that if Trump ran, he was going to run. He beat him the first time. He beat him the second time. Number two, all those women and family members who are behind the abortion thing will vote Democrat, and they'll vote for him. Number three, all the people in your country who's behind the climate thing, they'll vote Democrat. And he knows he's got all that in his pocket. And by the way, how about when he told every all the young people, uh, I'll give you the student loans, even though uh, it didn't come through. But he's going to make a slew of promises, even to those that he's not sure of, just to try to lock them in. Surprise, surprise. 
Uh, but you're right. I think there are some people who will just automatically vote Democrat. I do think there's obviously others who will automatically vote Republican. And often it's the independents uh, that win the race in the end, uh, which is why it's important to get people in the middle of the country, too. And independence, suburban women is big for Republicans, too. There's a lot, a lot of issues that the Republican candidate has to bring in um, and have a diverse platform. No question. Uh, let's go to Dave, line seven. Dave, your thoughts. Hey, hi, hi, Rita. Uh, listen, I'm uh, I'm retired, and I'm also uh, have a restricted, so I have an inordinate amount of time. Yep, real quick, Dave. To uh, troll social media, Facebook and Instagram, and? and if you're and if you're familiar with Reels, there are people. I think your point was uh, that he's not doing well if you look at Biden on social media. Call back tomorrow, Dave. Have a good night, guys. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.